Hello, everyone. This is Elizabeth Carlisle on Heal Yourself Naturally with Ayurveda. Thank you for joining me. Today, we have our returning guest speaker, Steph Galante, who is going to talk to us about self-care and balance through the holidays. Because we all are impacted by the holiday season in some form or the other. It could be stress or overeating or even trying to create the perfect atmosphere for friends and family. So Steph is going to help us with steps to improve self-care during this time. Steph is a mindfulness and meditation coach, as well as a yoga and Ayurvedic specialist. Steph, so wonderful to have you join us again today. How are you thank doing? You. Thank you so much. I'm well, thank you. I'm so excited to be connecting with you and your listeners again. Thank you so much. Wonderful. So let's start in. What can we do to take care of ourselves during this time? I think what is important is one thing that you and I have spoken a little bit about as we were preparing for today was remembering reason for the holidays. No matter what holiday it is that you celebrate, no matter you know where you might live, what your family life is like, is remembering that connection really is number one, to yourself and to others and care, right? Part of the holidays is connecting with one another and showing them in all different ways how much you care about them. Maybe reconnecting with people you haven't stayed connected to during the year. But if we remember care and we prioritize how we're showing others care, I think what we really also need to do is extend that care to ourselves as well. So that for me is the number one tip is that when we're prioritizing our own care, we can then better care for others and more authentically care and show them our care as well. Absolutely. What I see though, is oftentimes during this season, whether it's from November to January, or even after the new year has begun, we see kind of two trends happening emotionally and mentally. And there is a tendency for some people to be a little bit more anxious this time of year, to Mm -hmm. feel a little bit more overwhelmed, maybe a little bit more frantic. Others might tend to the complete opposite end of the spectrum, feeling a little bit more sad, stuck, lethargic, maybe depressed. When it comes to caring for ourselves, for centering our self-care, something that is very important for people to do is to be very aware, to use that skill of mindfulness, of tuning in, checking with how am I feeling today? What's going on? Maybe spending some time of thinking, well, what is this rooted in? You know, is this rooted in something that maybe happened last year, a couple of years ago? Is it this year? Is it burnout? And then from there, structuring your care accordingly. Yes, so, you, you need to set time aside really to make those questions clear to yourself. Mm-hmm. So it does happen in contemplation and meditation where we say, how are we feeling? I completely agree. Something that I think is very important for everyone to do 
daily, whether it's the holidays or not, is to spend some time quietly in the morning. When you wake up, maybe just considering how am I feeling today? What's going on? Noticing, right? Did you wake up immediately feeling a little frantic thinking about your to-do list? Are you feeling angry from something that happened the day before? Are you um, feeling stuck or lethargic, just not looking forward to something? Because those emotions, we carry them with us and they affect every part of our day and every system and process within us. And oftentimes, you know, one of the principles of Ayurveda is like increases like. And so oftentimes if we're feeling anxious, we are going to move towards behaviors and thoughts, foods that all increase that anxiousness. That's just what our tendency is to do. Yes. Right. And further aggravate it. Exactly. Exactly. And and we also have to ask ourselves along that note, what we can do to get ourselves balanced again. That's exactly right. So I have a few tips today uh, where I think we can build in more grounding for those who tend towards anxiousness during the holiday season. And on the flip side, for those who maybe tend towards more sadness, depression. And I want to be clear too, Elizabeth, that I think it's very important for anybody who sees a mental health practitioner, um, somebody who um, is supporting them with their mental health. I think it's important to continue to do that during the holidays. I think Mm -hmm. it's also important for everybody to understand that there is no stigma when it comes to mental and emotional health and needing support whether that is through a therapist or it's through a life coach or somebody like us who is or, going to help them navigate and support them. Even so a friend. Not, that's right. That's right. So seeking help, seeking support, someone to talk to, to bounce ideas off of, or simply someone to just hold space for you. Even if you don't want advice, maybe you just need somebody to hold space for you emotionally, please find those people reach out. So I want to preface that this conversation with that, that, um, there's nothing wrong with needing support. We all need it. All of oh, us. Right. Right. Never so, be, never be ashamed to ask for support and to ask for, you know, a, a hand to help. Agreed. That's, uh, it's all about brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, a piece of the holidays, right? That connection and that care, you know, doing that for yourself too. Mm-hmm. And so uh, a few things I'd like to talk about today are The elements of taking it easy and rest, that's something we talk a lot about this time of year from an Ayurveda perspective as the days get darker uh, up here in the Northern hemisphere. Um, You know, it's a sign from nature to rest more. We want to be sure that we're sleeping well. We want to connect as we've said (laughs) quite a few times already since we began connecting to others. And then also sticking to the practices of eating and exercise that we've had all year round, right? So making sure that those self-care practices that fortify us throughout the year, we maintain during the holiday season. And so the, to start, I mean, this, there's, I'm not going in priority order. It's kind of just right. where my mind went as I was preparing for today. Oh, that's all comes- right. Yes. <laughs> Go jump right in. When it comes to taking it easy and resting, as you said, you know, some people are on the go, 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 right. You know, trying to get the presence and do all the things and meet the people and do the parties and all of these things. Those are all great. But I think it's important again, as we said, remember why we're doing this. Why are we connecting? What is the meaning of what we're doing? And 
also understanding that we have to rest and we also have to take it easy. And there's, that's a, there's a difference between those two. Taking it easy means that you're kind of slowing down. So for instance, if you normally operate at 70 miles an hour speed, well, you've got to slow down to 40 miles an hour. You've got to slow down to 50 miles an hour, 30 miles an hour. You've got to change speeds throughout the day. And then rest is, you know, being mostly <laughs> inactive, yes. right? <laughs> yes. Well, it's so, it's called pacing yourself. That's right. And knowing, knowing what's too much for you and what's too much for the other guy, because we're not all the same. We're all unique. That's exactly right. So we and have so, to find out what is a moderate for us. Exactly. Exactly. And then on the flip side, for those people who you know, maybe they just become so unmotivated this time of year because of trauma or, you know, whatever they may be dealing with. Upping that speed, allowing themselves to be a little bit more active is going to be important for them. But when it comes to rest, when it comes to taking it easy, I think it's important for everybody to remember that throughout your day, you have to choose to engage in activities that bring you joy. This is, of course, like the holidays around this season are all joyful. And so sparking joy in your life, and it doesn't have to be a long time. It could be five minutes or 10 minutes doing something that you love to do, whether it's listening to music and dancing around silly, whether it's journaling or be, you know, doing something creative, mm -hmm. something that fills you, that brings you joy. And I mean, for you, I know so many of your listeners, you, myself, what brings us joy is by doing for others and being there for others. And you're already doing that. So these tips are really for you, right? What brings you joy um, that you don't make time for normally, right? Building in a little bit of that is going to be very important. Uh, maybe getting outside, even if you live in a place that's becoming a little colder, bundle up, get outside. Right. The fresh air is so good. Nature, you know, without your music, you could take a walk with the dog or, you know, whatever animal you might have that walks on a leash. Oh, I, I'm um, a big one for that. Be, get yes. out in nature as much as possible, no matter what the weather. No matter what. And connect with nature. That right. doesn't mean listening to anything, but being in the moment where you are. Mm -hmm. And if you have the ability, maybe it's creating a space in your, in a corner of your room, the corner of any room that, brings you joy, you know, where you have a few items that mean something to you, framed photos, little, you know, items, and that you could sit quietly, that you would want to go to, to sit with and admire and appreciate and maybe even go down memory lane with. That's very important. And that could be a place that you go to when you realize you need to take a break. Um, or maybe it's a place, maybe it's a place outside that you can drive to that's not too far, take the bus to, walk to, and spend some time quietly. Maybe there's a space that you can go to, whether it's rain or shine, whether it's cold or not, you know, just being right. creative in where can I fill up my cup? Where can I give back to myself a little bit? Mm -hmm. That's important. Find so your space. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and then as you were saying before, you know, doing all the things, I think it's important when we come back to that reflective place of, when I have my to-do list, I'm like, I don't have time to take it easy. I don't have time to, you know, five minutes even. What I think is important all the year, but especially these days is, do I have to do this? You have to ask yourself, what is the value of this? What is the meaning? 
what happens if I don't do it? <laughs> right? Because oftentimes mm-hmm. we put, you know, everything can't be a priority and we put the priority or value in, in everything. But the reality is that not everything needs to get done. You know, is this attached to guilt or some sort of obligation that isn't from your heart space? Do you have to do this? Is a question you have to ask yourself. Do you want to do this? Is the energy exchange worth it? Right. That's a good question to ask oneself. Yes. And then when it comes to, you know, for the people who tend towards, you know, a more depressed state, maybe you really have to honor that you don't feel like doing anything, you know, or that you really just want to take it easy all the time. You want to sleep. Maybe you have to say to yourself, okay, I'm going to do one thing that is going to be a little bit more joyful, right? Just try it. It can be very hard to pull yourself out of grief or sadness or feeling stuck, but maybe just trying to engage, make a promise to yourself. I'm going to engage with one thing that normally brings me joy. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. Right. And just make, make that commitment because you, you can, you can do it, but it's going to take work. It's going to take work to get yourself out of that. And the other thing, when you're depressed and lethargic, as you mentioned, and maybe melancholy, it is important to move mm-hmm. because if mm-hmm. we're stuck, we're not, we're not moving anything. We're not Absolutely. moving our mind. We're not moving our emotions. So yes. even going out for a casual walk makes all the difference in the world in reconnecting with your true self. I wholeheartedly agree with that. And, you know, that brings us to exercise walking outside in nature, let's face it, if you don't have a normal exercise routine, well, that can spark that movement that you need to, to allow the body to not feel tight and tired to release some of that gunk that is, is stuck. And also to just clear your mind and start to lift your feelings. And so maybe that's the way you start is, you know, if you're not exercising regularly, well then get outside and walk three times a a week, at least, if not every day, you know, trying to just move your body is going to be very important. Um, Something I always suggest to people, especially if they wake up feeling stuck and melancholy, maybe going through, if you, you, if you know the yoga sun salutation, moving Mm -hmm. through that a few times is wonderful for moving the body, wonderful for bringing the awareness to right here, right now, maybe quieting those thoughts and allowing yourself to be one with yourself and raise that energy vibration, which is so important. And then when it comes to people who tend towards anxiousness, a lot of times then, as we said before, you know, we'll feed that anxiousness, we'll feed it with other, you know, fast paced moving, moving type of activities. But Mm -hmm. that may be a, a really good invitation for yourself, if you're feeling anxious to do something a little bit slower, more grounding, um, whether that is, a gentle yoga practice rather than a fast moving, you know, vinyasa sun salutation series. Um, Yes. Hatha yoga, restorative yoga, those things that will slow you down and hold those postures and help you connect with the body. Mm -hmm. Yin yoga would be wonderful. Anything just like you said, that will do that. And I mean, you can of course always do cardio, but maybe not, you know, that high intense interval style, maybe it's a low impact cardio, maybe it's a more endurance space, if that's something that is in your training regimen, um, and that you want to continue with or strength training, even there are ways to make it not so 
vigorous in terms of heightening to the highest heights of intensity and to honor where you are in that moment, I think is very important. And again, getting outside of nature. So that nature walk is wonderful for no matter where you're falling emotionally, it can be that reset button that you really need for sure. Absolutely. I I can't stress that enough, even when we're lonely. And sometimes people at this time of year are feeling lonely. And as you mentioned, it's important to connect with others. But if that's not possible, or if that's harder at this point, being out in nature, being among the trees and the plants, this is a reconnection of its own special quality that will enliven you and bring forward those feelings of connection. That's what we all need this time of year. Mm -hmm. It is very true. I find that when we feel it's difficult to connect to others, that that's a really great time to connect to yourself more deeply to kind of uncover what's going on, what's not going right, what you know, junk do you just need to let go of or work through? Because that release that and, and that awareness then opens space for you to connect with others, for you to deepen your friendships or your any sort of relationships that you might have, and also receive love and care from others. It creates that space. When you do that work for yourself, it helps you to, to connect to others in a, in a deeper place. And I think we, you know, something that, that the pandemic has shown us is how to be flexible and how to adjust in a way, meaning that when it comes to connecting with others for forever, we always considered in-person meetings or maybe on the phone, but now, you know, with what, and I mean, I would love people to spend less time on social media. I have to be honest. So I don't want to encourage anybody to be on social media more. Right. Even just virtually connecting with others, whether that's a a book club, whether that is sharing recipes that maybe you enjoy cooking this time of year or asking somebody else, if you're kind of in a food rut, you know, asking for recipes from people and maybe deciding with, you know, you and a friend, whether it's in person, if you're comfortable with that, or maybe it's somebody who lives miles and miles away that you make the same dish that week and talk about your, the process, what came out great, what didn't. Creative ways to connect is so important, especially if you're not feeling like, you know, connecting in the, you know, mainstream ways, or maybe you can't, right? Maybe you're living too far away from somebody, but trying to creatively connect is important. And then also boundaries, I think is important to talk about Elizabeth, because For those people who say yes to everything, how do you feel after you say yes to everything, right? (laughs) Do you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so so happy I did that? It's draining. Preserve our energy for sure during these times. If there's any kind of anxiety, we need to preserve our energy and it dissipates. You engage too much. So I think that's also a time for self-reflection. And we have mentioned that. And we have to engage in loving ourselves when we, before we can adequately love others and give ourselves to others. That's right. So there's so much power. There's so much healing. There's so much rejuvenation in that time spent with others as well as by yourself. And when it comes to spending time by yourself, remember that, you know, it's, 
it's all about you engaging in things that are going to lift you up, that are going to fill Bring you joy. up. That's right. right. That's right. And then, you know, eating is a big thing. You alluded to it at the very beginning of our time together and holiday eating can really go awry. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I don't think either you or I are, are going to say, don't engage in any holiday food. Oh, no. or, you know, yeah, we course. all want to enjoy ourselves. That's but in, right. in, in, in moderation, of course. That's right. Ayurveda has the beautiful rule all time of year, 80-20, right? 80% of the time we are doing for ourselves what we know we should be doing that will support our well-being, that will fill us, that will sustain us, that will help us to digest well, to reduce inflammation, to allow the body to be at ease. And then 20% of the time we can you know, indulge and enjoy right. those other things that, sure. um, you know, maybe and aren't in our normal practice. Steph, it's also, as we've discussed before, mindful eating. Mm-hmm. It's not just swallowing discriminately anything. It's tasting each bite, enjoying it, savoring it. If it's mm. a delicious piece of cake, whatever it may be, enjoying it. So you don't have to eat without awareness. Just stuffing things in the mouth isn't going to do anybody any good, and it isn't going to bring any satisfaction. Absolutely. We want we want to taste each bite. Yes, I love what you said, savor. And so I think an important practice for this time of year, as it is any time of year, is stick to your normal eating pattern of breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. Right. No skipping meals. <laughs> right. Um, you know, not eating less because you're saving room for dessert. Right. Just eating your normal amount that is the 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 regular healthy portion. Sticking to your eating times of you know breakfast seven to eight in the morning, lunch twelve to one in the afternoon, dinner somewhere between five thirty and seven, and allowing yourself. I think what you said, savor that is. For me, the theme of the season, you just hit it for me, savor. So if there is this dessert that you look forward to this time of year, if it's the, this, whatever it happens to be, this, this meal, this dish, taking just enough, right? Just enough where you are eating, you're enjoying the, the tastes, the textures, but honestly doing that, not only with the special stuff, but with the normal stuff too. Oh, with everything. You and I have spoken about this in the past, exactly of, you with know, every saving, bite. That's right. Every bite of every meal, taking the time. Then it becomes more satisfying. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then you, then you really enjoy what you're eating and you will feel full. Mm-hmm. You won't want to keep eating more. You'll want to stop and enjoy everything that you have consumed. Right. Right. And then also taking breaks. Right. So as you said, you know, eat slowly and then take breaks right before you reach for more. Right. If you know that you have put on your plate, you know, the amount that you should be eating before you reach more, take that break. Right. And generally we want three hours between meals. Exactly. To allow for digestion and assimilation. Right. Because overeating can affect our sleep. And that is something that we must make sure that we are doing is sleeping well. So if we're not eating really past seven, maybe eight o'clock, you know, to allow for the body to have that dinner digested, 
before we head to bed and do all the regenerative processes while we're sleeping. So we can wake up the next day is going to be important. You know, when it comes to sleep is keeping the normal wake up time and sleep time, right? So then our eating has to be on point in terms of meal timing, you know, amount that we're eating to set us up for good sleep at night. So, right. you know, and people are always saying, I want more energy, more energy, yeah. <laughs> more energy comes from proper rest mm-hmm. and, and giving yourself time to relax and enjoy a meal. And so I love that, you know, we're kind of coming to this last tip in such an organic way of you know, the more you build in the rest in your day, the more you build in those points of ease, the joy, the more that you are mindfully eating, taking the time to strategically choose what you're eating, what time you're eating, how you are eating, all leads to being able to sleep better, how you're powering down your day, right? Mm -hmm. Rather than frantically Mm -hmm. trying to get all the stuff last minute things in between, but rather picking, setting those boundaries, right? Do I need to do this? Can this wait? Does it need to be done? Can I delegate this? Really protecting your energy, protecting your time is going to then lead to better sleep. So for what you just said, those people who want more energy, that's how you get it. For the people who tend to the more melancholy lethargy and oversleeping, if they're feeling depressed, because sometimes that does happen, important for them too, to stick to the wake up time and the sleep time Um, not napping, right? So because the daylight fades quicker, um, it lends itself now to a time where we're not going to nap. So, you know, doing something else, maybe sitting quietly to breathe or meditate instead of napping will be a good idea for you. Uh Um, And also no snoozing in the morning, get up out of bed and do the things we talked about, whether that's moving your body, sun salutation for those who are feeling melancholy versus gentle yoga or something for those feeling Um, anxious, but all of these practices in terms of taking it easy, resting, sleeping regularly, connecting to others, eating regularly, exercise, all connecting to self. Yes. All of these lead you to be able to live a more connected life, but also like you just said, connecting to yourself is the number one. Please remember we're here to be joyful. That's our purpose in life. And a lot of people say, what's my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing here? Your number one purpose is to be joy, to find joy in your life. Because when you find joy, you spread it to others and they spread it to others and it expands and it continues to grow. And this is what it's all about. It's all about gratitude, love, and brotherhood. And that's how we make a better world. That's how we live longer, healthier lives. Right, Steph? I I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you so much, Steph. It's been wonderful. These are terrific mindful and awareness practices. These are terrific tips to incorporate into our lives during this season. And this will help us maintain balance. Please tell everybody how they can contact you if they want to talk to you personally, Steph. Thank you. You can find me on Instagram at Steph Galante. That's S-T-E-F-F-G-A-L-L-A-N-T-E. And also my website is the same name, www.stephgalante.com. 
And if anyone has any questions, uh, any insight, any ahas, I would just love to hear from you. And again, thank you, Elizabeth, for having me on again. I'm just so appreciative to be able to connect with you and your listeners. It's so wonderful to have you, Steph. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. Remember, love for yourself and love for others is what it's all about. So thank you very much for everybody joining us today. And we'll see you again next time. Blessings. Blessings.